American Redoubt Radio Operators Network and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of patient-oriented radio operators. So, Amron phonetically, Alpha, Mike, Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans who understand the necessity of being able to receive and share information with others when conventional communications are disrupted or compromised. Grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Welcome to Volume 28, and this is an exciting volume because we are going to have a drawing for the next generation of partisans who participated this week. It was very exciting, and we actually got to pull some strings and get Codename Annie back in the studio. We'll be talking to her in just a minute. I wanted to remind everyone that we are at AMCON 5, which is the lowest Amron condition level with no known threats to our communications infrastructure. And uh, if you are a net control operator, be sure to announce the most current AMCON level in the preamble of your net scripts. I want to encourage all of you and welcome all of you who are in the process of standing up new nets across the country, HF nets also on different times, uh, different uh, parts of the week. And that's exciting. And we're grateful for you guys putting out the effort to help all of us stay connected for the times ahead. So also, thank you all for tuning in to the previous Amron practice nets. And before we get to the drawing and talk about that a little bit, I wanted to answer a couple of questions. Someone sent in a question asking, how does the authentication number work and how is it assigned? Now he's talking about the net word of the week, which is accompanied by an authentication number. So this was my response and hopefully this will help answer some of those questions for some of our folks coming along that are a little newer and trying to figure everything out and how it's all supposed to work. The net word of the week is accompanied also by a numerical authenticator. That network of the week and the number are generated by the national 20 meter net control station operator. And he creates a new unique word and number combination each net cycle, which happens twice a month on the first and the third Wednesday of each month. Now those nets being twice, twice a month on the first and the third Wednesday, uh, well, it's actually Thursday, technically, if you go by Zulu date, and the nets start just after midnight Zulu, but it's Wednesday evening in the United States. So just to uh, uh, help you guys and encourage you guys to have a Zulu clock in your, in your station, at your station, so you can refer to that. All nets that take place in the days following pass on the current net word of the week until the next 20 meter net cycle uh, when a new net word of the week and an authentication number is issued. So hopefully that helps. Uh, if you have a net that happens on the weekend, you would use the previous nets, net word of the week and authentication number and pass that along. That That is, uh, that is much like a, like passing on a baton. Now, additionally, often we'll incorporate the word or the number or both into comms exercises 
or drawing, you know, drawings for prizes. Uh, for example, participants may be instructed to email the sum of the authentication number. So if if the authentication number is 35, the sum of three and five would be eight. So then they may use that for as an example for entering into a communications uh, contest. So it's used in other ways, but mostly it's to help folks practice passing or seeking out a specific piece of information. In a real-world situation, it could be situation reports or other news and information that could be helpful uh, that uh, we practice passing along during the nets. Someone asked, what if you don't have access to the 20-meter nets? If uh, to get the net word of the week each cycle. Well, the net word of the week is initiated by the 20 meter net control station, and that is passed throughout the entire network. So from there, it's passed along on the 40 meter or 80 meter nets, as well as the various regional HF nets, and then net control stations who listen to 20 meter, the 20 meter nets. They pass that on to the VHF, UHF, and two-meter net control operators uh, and passing that net word of the week on uh, by tuning into any of the HF nets and where they get the net word of the week, and they pass it along then to their local nets. So it's supposed to trickle down, just like news and information, something that could be uh, important for the whole network to know, we use the net word of the week. But uh, if you don't have access to 20 meters, then... Well, one of the reasons we hold regularly scheduled nets is to practice with, with gear, with our gear, and identify shortcomings, test some of the improvements that we've made, maybe to antennas and equipment, and generally become more familiar with our gear and handling traffic. Most importantly, it's a chance to identify issues so we can fix them. So if someone consistently can't get the net word of the week, then they won't get real-world disaster-related information in an emergency. That's a problem that needs to be fixed. So here are some solutions. If you can't tune in to the 20-meter net, get the traffic from your local VHF CH3 net. Now, if there are no local nets in your area, get the traffic from the national or regional HF nets on 40 and 80 meters. If someone lacks HF ham radio capabilities, then get a shortwave radio receiver with single sideband capability and a long wire strung up outside and receive 20 meters or 40 or 80 meters, get the network of the week that way. Don't count on voice only. Develop the capabilities to receive and decode digital communications over HF. The software is free and there are tutorials and links at amron.com and you can access those simply by going to the search box in the upper right hand corner of the website, the webpage, and type digital. There, you'll see several postings, including getting started, receiving digital communications, practicing with digital modes, uh, several that will walk you through that we've put up there for folks that have helped many, many people get their digital communications receiving capabilities up and running. Oftentimes, during poor propagation or weak band conditions, voice traffic is not copyable. It's just not able to get the message out, whereas digital is more often than not. Uh, even when you can't see or hear a signal, if you're on frequency 
and at the right place on the waterfall in your FL Digi software program, the message will often come through and decode even though you can't see or hear a signal. So these are great questions. Hopefully that'll help. But the bottom line is the airwaves are floating around there in space and in our atmosphere during the nets. The signals are there and there are many operators participating. So if you can't copy it, then there's for some reason you have something on your end that you need to fix because the signals are there. You're just not capturing them. So there's a few tips to help you overcome that. One last thing before we get to the drawing, as you may know, there's been kind of a, a, a scare, an alert, if you will, multiple prepaid cell phone purchases in Missouri, along with some other things we've talked about on Radio Free Redoubt with propane tank thefts, uh, propane tank purchases, prepaid cell phone purchases. And we also know that uh, that is part of the training for uh, jihadi Islamic terrorists to use bombs to hurt people with. So the reason or how that could affect us is we can expect at some point the government is going to try to close that cell phone loophole, as I'm sure they'll call it. And uh, for those of us patriots concerned about anonymity and security and having backup alternative means of communicating, you know, we're strong proponents of having a throwaway or what we call a burner phone that you can uh, use in times of emergency. So if you want to continue having anonymity for as long as the prepaid cell phones are available, we recommend that you get those, get a couple of those, get the calling cards for those now while they're still accessible and available. Okay, now we've got something going on for the kids, the next generation of partisans. And I want to remind you that you can talk to Santa Claus. We know, we know Christmas is about Christ, our King, coming here to earth, being born and walking the earth with us and to fill a higher purpose. But we celebrate that, that uh, the moment that he was born, uh, whether or not it was in December is irrelevant. It's the day that we chose to say, this is when we're going to, we're going to say thank you for stooping down to our level and walking with us and caring about us that much to do that. So uh, we're grateful, but St. Nicholas, what was turned into through the commercialism, Santa Claus, but this is a fun way also to get the kids on the air and have a chance to talk to Santa Claus. And there's two nets. One's just on December 23rd and 24th, and that's at 1900 uh, Zulu time to 0100 Zulu time on December 23rd and 24th on 20 meters. That's the 14.300 net. And that will actually be, you have to search around for it. That'll be either between 14.305 to 14.325. So search around and Santa Claus will be there. The other one is the 39.16 nets. That's 80 meters. And that is happening ever since uh, Thanksgiving all the way through De Christmas Eve, December 24th. Uh, for the 10th consecutive year now, they're having the Santa Claus nets on 39.16 megahertz. And that is, or 3.916 megahertz. That's at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, and that's going on every day. 
uh, all the way through Christmas Eve. So another great, great way. And they will you know, send you a QSL card from Santa to let you know that they appreciate you checking in. And, and uh, that was a really, really good time. Now, let's get to the entries for the Young Partisans. Uh, let, me turn, uh, let me turn your microphone on. Codename Annie, thank you for joining us here on the, well, Partisan Radio. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, did you have fun doing that that one-time pad for us to, to get the kids out? Yeah. Now, you actually got to do the one-time pad yourself, didn't you? You got to decode the message yourself. Yeah. And how did that go? It went pretty well. I liked it. Yeah. It's kind of different math, isn't it? Yeah. Now, how old are you, codename Annie? Eleven. You're 11 years old. You're right about the, I would say, the average age of the the kids that participated in this in this drawing. And uh, did this math kind of confuse you a little bit, being a little bit different? No. No? You got it right away, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. Well, codename Annie, uh, we have some things to give away. And I wanted to mention that, uh, I don't know if you know it, but we had 38 kids enter in this drawing, 38 partisans from across the country, the next generation of radio operators uh, decoded your your message. Did you know that? No, I thought I would be about at the most 20. 20. Yeah, well, that well, I wasn't sure what what to expect, but we got 38 entries. So congratulations. And, you know, I wish all of you could win. Because bless your hearts, and some of the pictures that the grandparents and parents sent in, it was just, they were just adorable seeing some of these, some of these families with two or three or four or five, six kids all around the table. You could definitely tell who the homeschoolers were. It was just, uh, it was so refreshing and so encouraging to see that, to see that out there. And some of them definitely are excited about uh, learning more about radio and, and getting involved that way. Now, I also want to say too, that the very first entry we received was a 12 year old girl. Actually, I take that back 12 and a half year old girl. Uh, she'll be 13 later this spring, this coming spring. Codename the dingo. Congratulations for being the very first one to decode the message and getting that in with the help of her grandpa and grandma. Bless you guys' hearts for investing in in uh, your grandchildren. Um, and she said that they didn't write the, the one-time pad numbers under the message, so they actually got the last one wrong, and she got it right. And But she did say it was like a mystery game. So And that's how a lot of you guys thought of that. We also had, uh, we had a little uh, informal vote on our favorite code name, and I have to say my favorite one was Squirrel Bait. Code name Squirrel Bait. Uh, and uh, Codename Annie, you liked that one too, didn't you? Yeah. That's great. Okay, and there's another one uh, from Virginia. Codename Bear Z, 10 years old, said, I think you are very funny because I've seen the movie. Now, for those of you who didn't take part uh, and maybe haven't seen the movie The Christmas Story, we will, uh, let's play that for you. This was the code, this was... This was what was decoded, and of course, a lot of parents got a kick out of this because uh, they've seen the movie. But this is what went down, and this was the this was the message decoded. Remember, kids, 
Only members of any secret circle can decode any secret message. Remember, Annie is depending on you. Set your pins to B2. Here is the message. I am in my first secret meeting. I could tell that tonight's message was really important. That's a message from Annie herself. Remember, don't tell anyone. 90 seconds later, I'm in the only room in the house where a boy of nine could sit in privacy and decode. <laughs> Aha, B. <laughs> I went to the next. E. The first word is B. S. It was coming easier now. U. <laughs> Be sure to, be sure to what? What was little orphan Annie trying to say? Be sure to what? I was getting closer now. The tension was terrible. What was it? The fate of the planet may hang in the balance. My fingers flew. My mind was a steel trap. Every pore vibrated. It was almost clear. Yes, 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 yes. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Ovaltine? A crummy commercial? And that was it. Ralphie's disappointing moment when he found out he decoded a Ovaltine commercial. And this was funny, too, because there were some parents that said, do they still even sell that stuff? Yes, they do. In fact, Nestle took it over. And uh, for a while, it was banned, it was banned in, in Denmark because they had banned any food products that had added vitamins and minerals. But it is still sold the world over. And uh, but that was the message from the the decoded message this week. And those of you who decoded that and sent it in, well, you are entered into this drawing and we're going to be pulling it out right now. So uh, code name Annie, if you could uh, just pick that uh, jar up there, the the container. So what we're going to do is we're going to give away the grand prize first and we're giving away three prizes the first one of course is the daisy red rider carbine action 200 shot range model bb gun with a compass in the stock and this thing which tells time which is a sundial and this is a limited production run of the the red rider bb gun from day the daisy museum this was very hard to find and very hard to track down but one of our adult partisans tracked it down and was they able to uh they let a, a model go so this is uh this is a collector item this is just very cool fully functioning so let's get to it now the second and of course the second two items are the young partisan which is about a 10-year-old boy, the young partisan who fought the Nazis, 10 years old to 15 years old, running from the Nazis and being part of the resistance. And also part of the underground was Corey Ten Boom with the second book we're going to be giving away called The Hiding Place. Uh, very, very cool stuff. Okay, so I want you to mix that up really good. Codename Annie. Reach down in there and make sure none of them are stuck together. Make sure none of them fly out. And reach in there and pull one out. The winner, reach, reach down toward the bottom. There you go. All right, go ahead and pull one out. What do we got? Just one? I wish there was more, but there is only one. What do you got? 
You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Squirrel Bait, codename Squirrel Bait, is the winner of the grand prize, the Daisy Red Rider Carbine Action 200 shot range model BB gun with a compass and a stock and a thing which tells time. What's Let me see this. Purpose? What's that? Wasn't even on purpose. No, it was run one fair and square. Well, good job, codename Annie, and great job, codename Squirrel Bait, for winning. You earned it, and uh, congratulations. So we will be shooting out an email to the uh, uh, grandparents or parents, whoever helped you do that, and we'll be uh, we'll make sure that we'll get that fired off to you, hopefully in time to receive by Christmas. So uh, if we can get that in tomorrow, you have that by Christmas. What a great Christmas present. Congratulations. Okay, next, we got another one. This is about Romy Cohen, who was a precocious, active 10-year-old when the Nazis invaded Poland. And soon afterward, they and their puppet regime took over at his native Czechoslovakia. And for the next five years, he was a hunted fugitive and a valiant fighter with the partisans. True story. And this is going to be also yours. Who's next? Go ahead and pull one out. It's coming. It's coming. All right. Codename Annie here had her brought into the studio. Got Aries Bull 16 Yo. Let's see. Aries Bull. Aries, codename Aries Bull. Good job. This is one of our older, uh, well, many didn't put their ages on there, but some did. This is a 16-year-old codename Aries Bull. Good job. Congratulations. And that would be for the second prize. And we got one more. The Hiding Place this is a true story about Corey Ten Boom, a girl who was part of the underground resistance, smuggling pilots, Jews, and uh, soldiers from the Allied forces, smuggling them through an underground Dutch uh, underground system. Very cool story. And what do we got? Sonic. Er. Sonic. Okay, what do we got here? Let me see. We've got code name Sonic Seventeen. Code name Sonic One Seven. You are the winner of the Hiding Place, a great true story about evil and tyranny and oppression and young young people being part of the resistance to stand up for righteousness against evil. And Sonic17, you are the winner of this book, and you will have that in your hands. We'll try to, we should be able to get that to you by Christmas as well. So, congratulations, codename Squirrelbait, codename Aries Bull, and codename Sonic17. God bless all of you kids who stepped up and took on the challenge. This wasn't easy, but it was definitely something that you could do, and you did it. So, Congratulations. Uh, we're just very proud of you. I want to encourage you to learn more about radio, to help people out in disasters, in times of need. And who knows, you might even help your country out in times of peril when communications are going to be very, very important for keeping the people that you love informed. Uh, so the information that could possibly save their lives and young kids, as we've learned from last week, talked about some examples where young kids were even able to contribute. So uh, good job. God bless. And that's a wrap for Volume 28 of Partisan Radio. This is John Jacob Schmidt. This is Codename Annie. Out. out.
as ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.